Whoa now, rise and grind and go get it. I am your host, Mike Man, back with another episode of The Hottest Thing Smoking. Rapper Weed TV, the podcast, going up on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream and listen to music and or podcasts. We try to be there. Go ahead, lock us in to your playlist. When it's loud, literally loud, circle forming because of COVID, we not passing. Whatever variant they got floating, your pen ass blunt. We need 12 feet for that. Six for each, bro. Tap the notification button. We got circle. Biggest of backwoods, burn it. Oh, shit. I had to go put all the chains on today, nigga. Oh, shit. The locks. We got a lot to cover, man. The locks and dipset versus. Oh, my nigga. I had to put my jewelry on just for the content creating on them niggas, bro. Because hip-hop got one. And then I, that, the sad part is. That I missed it. So I'm kind of fucked up and perturbed about that. But hey, that's why you got the internet and YouTube and all that shit to run that shit back for you, man. But the locks, D block versus dipset. One of the versus battles of all. It, this is, is equivalent to the Gucci Man Jeezy uh, versus, and if not bigger. But we're going to play a little snippets of what we caught off YouTube of the verses. Because, like I said, I didn't catch them off. I forgot. I wish I did. And we're going to chop it up by one of my favorite new artists. Well, he's not new, but he's been around for a minute. But talking about Filthy Rich, F-O-D. Uh, nigga out of Las Vegas, but he's originally out of Oakland. And, you know... Feds indicted him earlier this year and looked like he just got picked up. So, hoping he pulled through. But, like I said, that's one of my favorite artists and I fuck with him heavy. So, we'll chop it up about that. And the NBA season, bro. I cannot wait till the fucking season stop. My Lakers. Yes, I'm a LeBron James fan. So, wherever he goes, that's where my fanhood goes, bro. And, you know, this last couple of years of him being in L.A., shit didn't work out except for the championship, you know, where they won it the year before. The Bucks did. So, you know, we did get one chip out of it. But it looks apparently like we're going to get at least, I think if we can keep this team next season too, we'll get at least two championships. If not, this team going to make a lot of motherfuckers want to come here before LeBron gets up out of here and try to get a chip with the king. We're going to chop it up about that, man. But, yeah. This is Rapper Weed TV, the podcast, man. NBMG all day. Now, I woke up this morning. Didn't realize... And I was on the internet basically yesterday. Um, I was painting, trying to create a painting for my wall in my little studio area. You know, some ambiance, some culture, if that's what you want to call it. But yes, I am a true artiste, or I used to be back in the day. <laughs> I think I still got it. 
when I was younger. I was in uh I was going to Robinson Elementary. We had a contest where you would um this is when they had brought and instituted the the uh that nutrition shit as far as the schools of having nutrition and you know kids eating good lunches and all this shit well it was a contest back then that uh you know elementary kids they draw pictures and shit and they were gonna select kids from all over the country to be a part of this book and it was like a art book uh basically from elementary kids and it was gonna be presented at the White House. It was some shit the White House was doing. Well, lo and behold, your boy was a lucky selectee. And, you know, they sent you out a pay, I mean, uh, basically a letter letting you know what publication your paper, I mean, well, your drawing was going to be in, what page and all this shit. And I got one. Years ago, this is back when I was in the fucking third grade, man, so I don't forget all that shit as far as what book uh, and all this, but yeah, your boy was selected for a national book from a drawing that I created, and it was just a fruit bowl, a bowl of fruit, and my grandma at the time I had two grandmas that stayed around the corner from each other. Well, my grandma, Leola, she had a dining room set. And in there, she had this unique fruit bowl. My grandma, Naomi, she used to like to buy bananas and grapefruits and all that type of stuff. And she would actually have a fruit bowl on the table. So... Me going back and forth to my grandmother's house, visiting, sat in my grandma and Leola's house and drew a picture of the fruit bowl. Went back home to my grandma and Naomi's house and drew a picture of the fruit. So, hence my picture is being selected and, you know, blase blah. Well... The other night I'm scrolling because this is Rapper Weed TV, right? And you should know there are going to be some cannabis or marijuana related paraphernalia or items displayed. You know, it has to coincide with the name, right? And last night I drew a picture, well, painted a picture of a sprouting marijuana leaf. But I had to put my own little flare on it. Now, I got to go back and do some touches up to it. But eh, it doesn't look like the picture. <laughs> the idea of where I got it from. It doesn't look like that. But it looks like some old abstract shit. So when you see it, <laughs> I mean, feel free to comment, you know, laugh, chuck it up, whatever. Uh, throw your shade, whatever. But hey. It's me. And it was done by me. And we'll reveal it. But this is Rap Weed TV, the podcast. And we talking about a few things today. Most notably, the hip-hop 
versus that is being called one of the biggest, if not the biggest, since they started the versus battle. We talking about Dipset and the Locks going at it last night or the other night. Uh, I'm gonna say this: growing up in Louisiana, <clears throat> growing up in Louisiana, when I first started, you know, my pursuit to be a rapper. One thing I would do, and one thing I did was study all the rappers that came before and that were currently out. At the time, I listened to everybody and it's for a good reason because back in the day, you know, you're going through the Jet Magazine or the Ebony, mostly it was Ebony. That's when they were having the little cards in there that you can order. 12 tapes for a penny. 12 tapes for a penny. This is how I got turned on to the Wu-Tang, the Locks, Dipset, uh, Tupac, Biggie, all of them. Uh, Method Man, Red Man. This is how I got turned on to them because I did that shit a couple of times where I you sent in the penny. You tape a penny to this card. Mail it in. And these motherfuckers gonna send you 12 brand new cassette tapes. Of all the latest hits. Or latest music. That's how. And that's what I did. I did that shit two or three times. One time it was 12. Next time it was 24. Then they hit you with that bill. <laughs> and you fucked off. Well, shit happened to me. At the time, I'm just 15, 16 or some shit. So, you know, it, as far as me being charged for the tapes later on, you know, I wasn't giving no fucks about that. As long as I had the cassettes in hand. And I did that shit for a few years. Probably while my credit got fucked up in the beginning. But I did that shit for a few years. And amassed a collection of tapes that uh that's how my music portfolio started basically listening to all these tapes back and forth you know that's how I got the chronic that's how I got Devin the dude no actually I went and bought Devin the dude but uh UGK that's how I got some of theirs ghetto boys I got theirs like all the big name artists that were out I was getting this shit via the penny for 12 or 24. Special. So that's how I got turned on to locks and dips and all them. But, like I said, the verses went on. And everybody debating who won and all this and that. Like I said, I didn't see it. But as a person who grew up, Listening to both coming from the south, a lot of motherfuckers were like, and then this is this is what got me when I would rap or when I would write my raps. Now, you know, life imitates art, but me, I always strove 
and strided to do what somebody's doing, but do it in a different way where you had to think about shit. And a lot of my raps, motherfuckers would tell me, nigga, you rap like you on the East Coast. You rap like you from the East Coast. And, you know, I guess listening to all them tapes and all that shit, studying everybody, I guess I did pick up some of their traits or whatever. But I was a big Wu-Tang, Locks, Dipset, like all the East Coast artists, I was into their shit because they was popping back then. So, you know. But I wish I would have caught the verses live when it was going on. Like I said, I was painting my my painting and I didn't catch it, so. But people are saying the Locks won. Now, the snippet that I'm about to play just this shit alone, this intro by Jada, Kiss, yeah, I think they, I think the locks, D-Block, destroyed Deep Set, let's check it out, man. Jada Kiss, I ain't gonna lie, Jada Kiss, out of the locks. That nigga has always been my favorite. The punchlines, the delivery of this nigga, the wordplay, the crispy ass delivery, like Jada. I would have to put in the top five of all time, in my top five, Jada gonna have to be in there, man. Jada gonna have to be in there. I'm gonna have to put Jada Kiss in there. I'm gonna have to put Biggie in there. I'm gonna put Kendrick in there. My ace in the hole that nobody thinks about, Devin the dude. And then we're gonna go with Biggie. But hey, bruh, Jada. Just that nigga, just listening to this nigga talk, you you feel the essence of New York. You get, like, nigga, just listening to this nigga talk, I hear nothing but hip-hop straight from the mecca of hip-hop, New York. Like, that nigga personifies fucking rap coming out of New York. You think Biggie, you should think Jada. Of rap all the time coming out of New York City or the New York State period. Like that nigga is not to be fucked with, in my personal opinion. That's why he's in my top five. And you can debate that shit like some of the shit like J. Cole, like he got he has yeah, you gotta try to fit him in, but look, it's only five slots, right? Top 10, yeah, he'll be in there. But out of top 5, just the motherfuckers talking, speaking. Nigga can do a fucking interlude or intro or whatever. Nigga, you are gravitated to this nigga voice. You're listening. And like, goddamn. Like, that motherfucker spitting. That's Jada, bro. Listen to this. 
is going at people saying this shit was kind of scripted and they think you know the verses be kind of scripted i think in a way some aspect of it might be but you know when you ad libbing when you get your ass up on the stage sometimes you forget the purpose and you know and you're in the moment and you got to come off the dome and some shit might come out that's you know that's not scripted in the program and in rap you should know it's gonna be like that but this nigga Jadakiss Cam going back at it he trying to get this shit out and then when he drops the fucking freestyle bro just this fuck just this nigga wordplay bro just listening to this nigga just the whole fucking bars of this bitch lets me know the fucking locks, without a doubt, won this motherfucker. Check out Jay. Listen, listen. New York, they causing a distraction. This is hip hop. We in the Mecca of New York. It's deep block. It's deep set. Turn the words on. don't know the words. Yo, Tech, let's make something happen. Uh oh. Y'all neighbors. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, bro. Right? Let's go. Let's go. Just listening to this nigga. Uh. It's all jaders. Flavors, y'all neighbors. <laughs> Extra doors. Extra raw. Oh, 
Uh, and that's not all. A motherfucking tablet just shut down on me. Battery died. But hey. <laughs> we gonna talk about it, man. This is Rapper Week TV, the podcast. I am your host, Mike Man, and BMG all day, man. Stay tuned, we'll be back. Chill. Well, no, this is Mike Mann of the Rapper Week TV, the podcast, representing BMG all day. Just want to say a quick thank you to all the supporters and listeners of the podcast. Currently going up in 75 cities in 30 states and 12 cities internationally. So just want to uh, take a moment to say thank you, appreciate it, and very grateful for those who have given me a little bit of their time uh, doing this podcast. So, going up to 75 cities, 30 states in the U.S., seven countries worldwide, 12 cities internationally. So, we thank you, man. And we're back. Rapper Weed TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man. NBMG all day. Just played to a snippet of Jada's freestyle going in, beginning or trying to set the mood for the Dipset and Locks versus battle that went on the other night. And just that fucking freestyle alone to me. Let's me know that Jada crushed that bitch, man. Jada crushed that bitch. The lock shut him down. They say, now, like I said, I didn't watch it in, you know, while it was live or in its entirety. This is just a snippet. Uh, I would have played more, but, you know, fucking tablet just died on me. So, you know, I thought it was, you know, amply charged, but it wasn't. So, yeah. But uh, just listening to that freestyle, man. Like, nigga, I had to go put my chains on, goddammit. <laughs> just to do the podcast. Y'all don't see me, but hey. Just to get in the motherfucker. Like I said, you listen to Jada and them. I ain't gonna lie. Listening to some of them New York niggas, they, they just give the whole essence and personification of fucking hip-hop, nigga. Make you want to go put your shit on. Throw on some goddamn Timberlands motherfucking scully and psh, you just rocking man just i ain't gonna even lie like when i was coming up listening to a lot of them niggas people's why you listening to that and all this and that like nigga nigga spitting like shit i studied the locks biggie Pac, all them east coast niggas wu-tang met the man met the man red man was my niggas Fucking uh, Raekwon was my nigga. Fucking Ghostface Killer was my nigga. Even had his shit. I even had old dirty, dirty bastard shit just for the features. So, you know, I studied a lot of artists coming up, and East Coast niggas was at the top of the list of my goddamn homework. When I was trying to, you know, come in the 
rap game and all this shit. Don't get me wrong, I I, I was doing shit ever since. You know, I, my first rap, I wrote a remix to LL Cool J's I Need Love. So back then, you know, I've been writing raps since I was like 12 fucking years old. So, but yeah, I, I wrote a remix to LL Cool J's I Need Love. Cause she used to tell me that she loved me all the time. <laughs> I, I still remember that shit. I remember my, uh, I did that shit. I, I used to write it in performance in the, uh, in the house with my sister and brother. And them. I, I did that shit so much that I had them as my backup. <laughs> as my backup and doing my ad-libs and shit. Like, even back then, man, I was on that music shit. But we talking about the Dipset Locks versus, man. Hey, my sister. <laughs> my sister, Wazela, she used to be on it, man. Once I once I taught her the parts of it, man. Just just thinking about it, reminiscing. Like like I say, East Coast. I ain't, it's nothing like East Coast rap. I ain't gonna even lie, bro. I'm from the South, and I think a lot of my Southern artists. You know, like I say, Devin the dude. Like motherfuckers don't put him on that tier with the biggies and all that shit, but. If you heard him like they heard him, like Pac, like Pac and Biggie, if y'all heard him like that, you would say he's up there. That's why I put him up there in my top five. You have your opinion about yours, I got mine about mine. But Devin do, if y'all heard that nigga, like y'all heard Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, all that shit, the, uh, as far as <clears throat> worldwide, like, them niggas became international stars. Biggie, Pac, all of them. Nas, Jay-Z. International, worldwide, globally known. But just think if Devin the Dude had the same goddamn push or people gravitated to him the same way they gravitated to everybody else, he would be in your top five. My niggas delivery, his wordplay, like, ain't from the South, spitting shit that... Niggas down here can relate to. Like, bro. Without a doubt. And I don't say that shit to be no dick ride or none of that. But, like I said, I always. Ever since I heard the first tape. And bought the first tape, nigga. Devin the Dude has been my favorite artist. Or all these niggas. Whoever come and go. Devin the Dude is always going to be that nigga, in my opinion. But listening to the locks, like, bruh. Like Jadakiss himself, just listening to this nigga talk, you get the essence of fucking New York City. The essence of fucking rap. The birthplace of this shit, New York. The Mecca. That nigga, just his voice alone, you thinking, bam, the mecca of hip-hop, New York. Me, personally, Devin Dude should be the same way in the South, but that's another story, that's another content. But yeah, man, 
we we saw a snippet of the verses and I would have played more but like I said tablet died and you know but we just chopping it up on the podcast now uh next up bro I gotta talk about my Lakers oh shit <laughs> hey bro it's about to be a motherfucking problem and you can say what you want because they gonna do it anyway. About the super team and this shit. LeBron started this shit. Now, nigga. Think about some of the stars we done had in this league. The teams. New York. When Jordan was beating them all them times. Was a fucking super team. The Pistons. When they couldn't get past Jordan all them times. They was a fucking super team. The Sonics super team. Each fucking team back in the 80s, 90s when Jordan was playing had at least three fucking Hall of Famers. If you look back now, so if they were Hall of Famers now, or considered Hall of Famers now, that means the greatest of the team or the whatever. If they're Hall of Famers, that means they goddamn was extraordinary players or super players. Take, for instance, the Sonics. Like, psh. Nigga, I had basketball cards of all teams and all players, so I knew and studied and all that shit, and I was an avid basketball player myself, so, you know, niggas gonna follow the NBA coming up because you want to grow up to be an NBA player. But I can ramble off motherfucking three Hall of Famers on any team that you give me back in the Jordan era. But take for instance, the Supersonics. Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Deadlift Shrimp. That's three. Right now, they're looking at it. If you have three or more of the best players or the first picks or this and that, now in this era... Because, you know, when LeBron got with Bosch and Wade, you know, Wade was a, he wasn't number one. Bosch was. LeBron was. But they great players. So three great players got together, formed the super team. But think about it. Jordan got Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant. Steve Kerr, Jim Paxson, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, B.J. Armstrong. That was my team. So I can name out every motherfucking player that possibly played for the Bulls. Dennis Rodman. Like, come on, bro. Go to New York. Patrick Ewan, John Starks, Greg Anthony. Anthony Mason. <laughs> Wallace. Well, not Wallace. Uh, what's my boy? I can't, <clears throat> can't forget him. Oh, shit. Uh, damn, what's his name? He just got into it at New York. You know what I'm talking about. When they kicked him out and shit. And 
he swiped at the dude's hand for reaching at him. Damn, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but they had Hall of Famers. It'll come to me in a second. Go to Houston, Kenny Smith, King or a King Halajuan. And uh Vernon Maxwell. Robert Horry. Like, come on, bro. Shit. <laughs> Any team you want to name. Go to Detroit. Isaiah Thomas. Joe Dumars. Bill Lambeer. Come on, bro. Them just the motherfuckers that come to your mind. The Celtics. Bird. Dennis Johnson. Robert Parrish. Kevin McHale. But we talking about LeBron credit super teams, right? No, nigga. It's just amplified now because he's the motherfucking best player in the world. Had Jordan did that shit when he went to Washington? We'll be talking another story now. And the way he did, because think about it. Jordan, Jerry Stackhouse, Gilbert Arenas. This is when he going out. Then in comes Kwame Brown and, you know, how that shit turned out. But still, the players that have been on teams together who now appear to be or have been the greatest of their time. So now we fast forward to now what we got. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo, Anthony, Dwight Howard. <laughs> oh man, I cannot wait for the motherfucking season to start. I cannot wait for the season to start, man. It's gonna be a motherfucking onslaught now. Given the Nets got Harden, Durant, Kyrie Irving. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. I don't know if Blake Griffin gonna be there this year, but if he is, look at that. Kyle Lowry going to Miami with Jimmy Butler, Bam out of bio. Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and uh, DeMar DeRozan in Chicago. Bruh, no matter what team motherfucker end up, they're going to have some super players on there. So, I mean, in this era, as overall NBA, you can't look at this shit like they making super teams because these players all get paid to play and be great. And that's what they're going to do. Some of them might hit the mark. 100%, some 75, some 50, some might not even get off the goddamn bench good enough to, you know, experience or showcase their talents or whatever. Hence the Kwame Browns, but don't forget, he made hella money in the motherfucking league being a so-so player. It was good enough to be in there. But 
yeah the NBA as a whole should be looked at as goddamn super play they're the best players in the world that could play in the best league so that super team shit shouldn't be even a notion cause that was the case you would just have motherfuckers from colleges that rode the bench that whole time now in the NBA just to fill up a slot give rest to the superstars and shit I mean the way you got there but that's out of all the best players not just no random motherfucker up in there cause if that's the case I'll be up in there just riding the bench getting paid and yeah I can come in there and hit a free throw or a three or draw a foul or some shit or give a foul <laughs> but yeah you don't see my ass up in there so they not just let anybody up in there. Everybody is super that's in the NBA. They better than motherfuckers. I, now, now, can't say that wholeheartedly because you got niggas in the park that are killing shit and should be in the NBA. But that's because, you know, I think in the whole grand scheme of that, that's because niggas don't want to listen or can be coached and all this shit or want to do their own thing like I had a fucking cousin Demetrius Demetrius Parter I just knew back in the day that that was going to be a name that you motherfuckers was going to be screaming jersey sales was going to be out the roof my nigga my cousin was a version of LeBron James before we even found out about LeBron James. And I bullshit. That is no fucking cap. When that nigga... And don't get me wrong. When... Because, like I said, you know, you had the dream of being an NBA player. But I grew up in a neighborhood where a nigga... A lot of us weren't fortunate to have video games. Well, we did. Some of us did. Some of us didn't. But a lot of us, just my whole neighborhood in general, we were active motherfuckers. We were playing baseball, football, basketball, whatever. Kickball. We were active. So we was out there. And then when we were out there getting active, and fortunately for us, we had a fucking recreational center right there in the middle of our neighborhood. So that's how fucking basketball came about. And I remember my cousin, he never wanted to play. And we just needed an extra person to fill in. Never wanted to play. He wanted to always cause trouble and shit. Steal and do this. But that was my nigga. I love him to death. Still do. And, uh, you know, he never wanted to participate in basketball till one day when he had shit else to do. We had the wreck. He picked that motherfucking ball up. And it was like that shit was natural to him. And when I say this nigga was playing like LeBron amongst us, 
when he was a little bit smaller. Then the next fucking summer, that nigga had a growth spurt where he was looking like LeBron now. Back then? Nigga just overnight blew the fuck up. Body just ripped. Nigga looking like a grown man amongst boys. For real. And he's the youngest one out here. And when I say he was doing LeBron shit back then, oh man, I just knew my nigga was going to the league. That's why I always say he was LeBron James before LeBron was even thought of. That nigga could ball from three pointers, from driving on your ass, from muscling your ass in to everything. Don't foul him. That's when he get mad and goddamn it, he coming through and he breaking the fucking rim. Nigga shot at the backboard, dunking on the motherfucker so hard because they fouled him. <laughs> that type shit. This nigga was a beast. Just like my fucking Lakers about to be next year, man. I cannot wait for this shit, man. Carmelo, Anthony, and LeBron teaming up. Like, forget that we got AD and now Russell Westbrook. Like, Westbrook, to me, is going to be the motherfucking factor. But knowing that we got Dwight Howard back, which we shouldn't have let his ass go in the first place after we won, you know, last year. Shouldn't have let him go. But he's back, and shit, we're about to get this shit popping. I honestly think he wanted to be back because he wanted to be back around Tia Cooper because, you know, she back in L.A. But, yeah, man, the Lakers are going to be some shit to be reckoned with. And that load management shit, you know, it may be a big Thing this year, I think, and people gonna try to bring that shit up. But these niggas gonna need to rest, so we can't have no excuses if they hurt. Cause um I don't, I don't get the big notion of you coming after a nigga get hurt. It's not like a motherfucker intentionally gets hurt. Then you say, oh he should play through the pain. Oh the. Back in the day, they played through the pain. Yeah, nigga, it's hard to play with a fucking broken wrist. Or a fucking bone protruding out your leg. Or your ankle turned the opposite way. Or your motherfucking kneecap on the side of your leg. Like, it's... Or one of your motherfucking fingers is pointing backwards on your hand. Like, it's all types of shit, bro. Some of that shit you cannot play through. If you play basketball hurt, you know what you can play through and what you can't. A twisted ankle, you can probably, you know. But you got motherfuckers getting paid millions. Worth basically the corporation that they're employed by is worth billions. In an industry that's worth billions. 
So, yeah, motherfuckers gonna be protecting the investments. So, hence the load management coming into play recent years. Gotta think about it, motherfuckers. If they thought about this shit back in the day, just think how long Jordan probably would have been in the league and how many more rings he would have won. Like, like the flu game. This nigga playing while he has the flu. You ever had the flu trying to walk around the fucking house? Let alone run your ass up and down a basketball court for 48 minutes? Bruh. Basically, and, and you're going to be in here longer than that because of the timeouts, the halftime break, the, you know, the special presentations they got to give and all that shit. So you're going to be in this bitch two hours. You manage to get your ass up out the bed and go to the bathroom while you have the flu. You see how much it takes to muscle up all that? Imagine playing basketball. Like, nigga... That's some strenuous shit. I mean, it's hardly impossible. Especially if you got the flu like this nigga had the flu. Which ultimately turned out to be food poisoning or some shit or related. And I can attest to that shit because I caught some food poisoning type shit that led into a goddamn sickness that I thought was the flu. So... I can see how that shit happened. I I was out of there. And it was during my birthday weekend. So shit. Just imagine playing basketball. Feeling like I was feeling. Ah hell no. Scoring points. Baskets. Driving. Doing, man, dunking on it. Man brah. My ass can hardly get up and go to the fucking bathroom. So imagine how this nigga was feeling. But he mustered it up and did it. Yeah. Everybody can't do that shit. Everybody ain't built like Jordan. So you can't compare everybody really to Jordan. And besides, there's always somebody better and trying to be better than the current best player. That's why they play sports, man. You want to be the best. Or. In some people cases. They just stare to get paid. This is Rapaway TV the podcast. I'm your host Mike man. BMG all day. Yo stay tuned. We'll be back man. Ciao. Boy, now I'm rising ground to go get it. I'm Mike, man, the host of the Hot Stank Smoke and Rapper Weed TV, the podcast and Rapper Weed TV. You need photos, videography of your next event, performance, contact the Highlist Photography at 214-749-8794. We won't beat up your budget, but if you don't have a budget, we're willing to work with you. So contact D Highlys Photography at 214-749-8794. You won't be disappointed. Chill. And we're back. Rapper TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, MBMG all day. 
did you catch the versus battle dipset versus the locks and what do you think about the Lakers <laughs> if you're not a Laker fan <laughs> I can imagine how you're probably feeling right now but if if you're like a Nets fan or a Warriors fan you're probably feeling cocky or whatever but hey it's cool tomatoes tomatoes potatoes potatoes <laughs> yeah man the Lakers I think they're gonna be on that shit next year they're gonna be on that shit so it's a possibility we're gonna get a chip now that shit Giannis said now don't get me wrong I like Giannis Throwing shade and shit. You know, that's what you do when you win your chip. Your first one. You can get cocky like it. You you earned that. <laughs> he earned the right to say all that shit. But next year, you can guarantee, bro. You will not. With the same team you have. You about to see. <laughs> Don't blame this shit on the super team, bro. Because everybody in the NBA is super. But, yeah, I don't think Giannis is going to be having that same energy next year. And the year after that, we'll see how you feel about, you know, say, for instance, if another two of the greatest players of the recent years come to your team, then you get back to the championship. But next year, you ain't going to get there. That's a given. Man, yeah, I'm saying it now. Place your bets if you want to, if you're feeling froggy. But Lakers, Lakers in six. Lakers in six next year. We'll give them one game, and the Lakers will give them one game. So at least one to two games. See, one game we'll give them because, you know, the Lakers going to do that shit to feel you out. That's, you know, LeBron's stick. He wants to be perfect, but he ain't gonna be that perfect. If you ever noticed that shit. Like, if he really wanted to turn this shit on and blast through this motherfucker 4-0 every time or 3-0 every time, he could. Now with the team that he has, they definitely could. But, you know, you ever notice they always lose either the first or the second game. And it's either because people say he's the friend. You ever notice, sit back, like, if he's the greatest player of all time right now. You ever notice when he does pass the ball or he does create plays where he's, you know, giving another player a moment to shine and all this shit. You ever notice that? But if he was selfish, like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm the big, motherfuckers that know me, they know I was the biggest Jordan fan there was. The biggest at the time when nobody was. Everybody was talking the same shit about Jay like they talking about LeBron. So, I know firsthand. But 
you know, the same shit. At the same time, Jay would take over the motherfucking game because Jay knew he can do that shit. Sometimes it panned out, sometimes it didn't. That's why he deferred to Craig Hodges and Steve Kerr. I mean, basically because he had to. I mean, right play, the right play at the right time when you make the pass. But him being Jordan, he know if he can drive and score at will, he'll do that shit. And there were times that he did. And that shit worked out. Like that shit with in the finals with the uh with the Lakers when Magic was playing, when he did the switch, like bro, think about it. He could he had uh who was that? I think it was Craig Hodges or Armstrong or Pippen. Somebody was on the wing. He could have passed that shit. He had one at the top of the key. He could have passed that shit. But he drove in on three motherfucking Lakers. Went up. Had the motherfucking shot. He could have dunked that shit. He was already up there. If he would have just extended and jumped a little bit harder or whatever. He was already up there. Three already draped on him. He went up one hand with the right and switched to the left. Bam. Layup. But just think if he would have knew what he knew where his players were at all times. But just think if he would have kicked it out and old boy missed it or some shit. Or kicked it out and somebody tipped the pass. And that's a turnover. No, he took that shit because he knew he was Jay. And he can either get there and get a good shot off. And that's what the fuck he did. And changed that shit up mid-air. And that shit, one, damn near one of the greatest plays of all time. I know I saw firsthand, nigga. Same way they chastised. LeBron now, they did that shit with Jordan. Oh, he's trying to be this, trying to blah, 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 blah. Saying he was chasing Bill Russell and all that shit. Or chasing the Pistons and shit after they won they three. Like, you know. But the Lakers... They're going to be something to be reckoned with next year. Motherfucking. Ooh. Just a t- I would love to get a fucking ticket to one of them games. And I had the notion of going this year. But, you know, this was all before COVID. I had already planned out I was going this year. 2021 to a Laker game, but you know, all the pandemic shit and all that, you know, fuck that up. But it's gonna be hard now, nigga. It's possibly doable for like some bullshit ass game, like them against Oklahoma City. But damn, yeah, every Laker game in LA is gonna be an event from now on out. At least for this next year. Now, 
my thing, like they say, the injuries and shit. You know, Anthony Davis got a history of getting hurt. LeBron, you know, recent years, he's, you know, been hurt. And he's getting older. Just hope that shit don't come into play this year. That's it. If we can get them all healthy to the end, to the playoffs, oh, it's going to be on and popping. So that load management shit going to be big this year. I guarantee. First 10 games of the year. Letting them niggas just run. All the, uh, probably LeBron and AD and Westbrook going to take turns sitting out. Trying to keep them fresh. Probably the first 20 games, there's going to be a lot of load management. But, you know, you got the people complaining about They want to see the stars. I pay my money to come see LeBron, too. Even though I don't like his ass. <laughs> yeah. So. They got to, you know, appeal to those for that reason. Because it is a product. But damn. On paper, y'all said this shit about the Nets was gonna be champs. Look what happened. So they said this shit about the Lakers, and it's a possibility same shit could happen. But, bruh. Just looking at it as constructed, it's a possibility the team is built. To carry on if the big guys go out. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony, man. Malik Monk. Ellington. Like, bro. Now, if they get fucking uh, Reddick. Oh, bro. It's, it, it, it's shit. Come on now. Like, the shooting loan of Reddick. That should be enough. Now, if Horton Tucker can develop his shit a little bit better, you know, get better on his shots, and if Melo, when he come in, can knock down his shit 40% like he been doing, like he did last year, oh, brah. And he gonna have a chance, too. Because playing on the West, you know, and it's a three-point oriented league, LeBron being the basketball mind that he is, oh yeah, he gonna get his boy the ball. And Westbrook being a team-oriented player, oh, he gonna get him the ball. Westbrook, didn't they play together in Oklahoma? Just that one short time order? Nah. Yeah. It was Anthony, Chris, I mean, uh, Carmelo Anthony, George, Paul, and Westbrook. Yeah. So, yeah, come on, bro. Man. This shit getting me hype, bro. I'm finna go pay some motherfucking 2K. This is Rapper Week TV, the podcast. I'm your host, man, Mike, man, and BMG all day. We back, man, finally. You know, thought I had to go to work tomorrow. Oh, shit, one more day. One more day, and it's back to the, to the grind, man, to the bag. You know, y'all stay tuned for more episodes. Continue to tune in. Those who have been tuning in, I thank you greatly. Humbly appreciate it.
kindly. Y'all continue to lock us into your playlist when it's now lit. Lit Live Circle for me because of COVID. I'm not passing, man. I need 12 feet. Whatever variant float, I need 6 feet for that. That pin ass blunt you got there, I need 6 feet for that. You took the notification button. I said, tap that notification. Or took that motherfucker either way. You add me into your playlist. We got a circle, man. Because the back was burning. Y'all continue to stay safe, stay breezy, stay sanitized, stay dangerous, stay the fool got the week. Lakers in six. I said it first, you hear to hear. MBMG all day, rap away TV the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man. Chill, we out.